I mentioned it last week and I want to bring it up again because this this course is going to be so game-changing for you. This seven days of tapping to wealth. It's again so simple, so fast. It's seven days. It takes about 10 minutes a day. All you do is tap all over your body where I tell you to, and we're going to fully rewire your limiting beliefs and your old money paradigms as we shift into the new and rewire so that you know and fully believe and your body believes that you are worthy of all the money in the world that you desire, that you are worthy of all the freedom and the success in the world that you desire. It is your time to claim it now, and I want to help you through this super simple, very affordable course to rewire your brain and your body to make it happen as we step into 2023. So stay posted. I cannot wait for it to drop. It is going to change the game. Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, an all-encompassing personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and manifestation, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I will be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface. Because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Welcome back, my Empowered fam. I am so excited today because I am bringing a very special guest to you who I actually know personally and have known for many years. So to watch watch his very successful journey of growth and expansion and success, I knew that I had to have him on the podcast as this month's guest when we're talking all about money. No better way to wrap up this month. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Rankan, a.k.a. Ryan Kanowski, inspired by his early years in Drama Club and his great love of music, DJ Rankan grew to become the youngest on-air talent ever employed in upstate New York's biggest radio station, WKSE KISS 98.5. In the following years, using his passion for business and music, DJ Rankan created and built his brand as the world's corporate DJ. Ryan has been Success Magazine's preferred DJ for corporate events and other direct selling network events, and every year he takes over 100 flights DJing large-scale international corporate events from Singapore, Asia, to Rome, Italy, Paris, France, to Berlin, Germany, and many, many more. Verified on Facebook and Twitter with an outreach of well over 100,000 people combined, Rancan has deeply embedded himself into the music and corporate event industry. After recently selling a very large and successful nightclub and bar named Venue, he now runs his real estate portfolio of 72 apartments in his spare time, providing quality and affordable living for senior citizens. He is focusing more on how to scale his niche real estate brand to help more senior citizens in the United States find safe and affordable housing. I absolutely cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest and to get to dive into all of the amazing gold that we have to share. So without further ado, let's get this episode started. Welcome back, my Empowered fam. I am so excited for this episode. I've wanted to get this recorded for quite a while, so today's going to be such a treat. Today I have for you Ryan Kanowski, and I cannot wait to see what we come up with. So Ryan, I am just going to let you take the floor, honestly. We go way back, so I don't know what's going to come up today, but I'm excited to see what happens. I know. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on the show. And you know, this especially this episode... um, I, uh, you gave me a little background about what we're going to be talking about, and I'm just excited to be on this episode. But more importantly, I've been watching this journey of this podcast that you've been making, and it's just been so inspiring to watch. So mm. um, I, I don't know uh, if, uh, if I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and tell all your followers about all of our <laughs> old journeys together and how we kind of ended up where we are now, but I'm excited to see where this episode's going to go. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, I'm a pretty open book with with our listeners, so whatever comes up, comes up. But I would love, today is all about you, and obviously this month for me is all about money, and when I think about entrepreneurship, you've always been someone that I look up to and love watching your journey and just seeing how far we've come. So um, where did it start? Tell us all about you. Share all the things. I love that that's what this episode's about. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love money. I love money. Right? <laughs> oh, 
That's good. So, um, you know, my story is unique. It's interesting. It's all about right place, right time, and especially the right people. So that's something that I've always preached, but um, I never really knew what I wanted to do for a living, right? You know, social standards tell you to go to school, get good grades, go get a job, work 40 hours a week, retire on 40% of your income, take your family to Disney one time a year if you can afford to do so based on the economical times. And, uh, that's it, you know, mm-hmm. live the last 10% of your life retired. So, I mean, I watched my dad go through this entrepreneurial route and I watched my mom go through corporate America. So I came mm-hmm. up uh, in a household with both blended sides. Um, and from that, I mean, I learned from other people's experiences. I mean, I watched my mom lose her job after literally being with corporate America for over 40 years and they uh-huh. let her go early. And I watched my dad, dad also struggle having a very small um, business that, you know, and he's probably going to watch this, but I mean, he failed to scale it like I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that I just watch both of what my parents had and kind of built a life about what I wanted to do yeah. for myself. And that same story implements later on in life when I, uh, my, my mom ended up making me go to college. Right. And I knew I loved music and I loved business. So I just kind of spun the wheel and I ended up just going for, for a business degree. And it all happened one day when I was in school. I raised my hand in the back of the class. I had my, you know, my little headphones in, listening to music, not really paying attention because I was a shit student to begin with. I barely graduated high school, Same. and uh, I, I just asked my professor. I said, "What what businesses do you own, or you know, what what have you done?" And his response blew my mind. I mean. The fact that we sit there sometimes, and I'm not bashing college, but we sit there, especially in the profession that I was in, I was getting a business degree, right? I was majoring in business. He told me, I've never owned a business, but one day I hope to. So right then and there, yeah, I was like, I'm in the wrong place with the wrong people right now. How can I learn you know, business strategies from somebody who's never really owned a business? And it's like going to get a brain surgery from Justin Bieber. It's just something you wouldn't sign up to go and do, you know? So I was like, no offense, Jay Biebs, if you're watching this. But uh, I definitely wouldn't trust you doing brain surgery. So, I mean, how, how can I trust my business professor to teach me how to do business? So right then and there, I mean, I got up, I left. That was my last time I, I was enrolled in a college class. And wow. So, yeah, and, and, and not to justify, I mean, I know that there's professions out there that require, you know, a lot of education, mm-hmm. but- for business, I think for the entrepreneurs that are out there right now that have a desire to, you know, build a life of their own and do something bigger than them, I, I think that you just need to jump in yeah. and learn from failures. Failures are the only thing that will teach you how to be great. So that's just what I've done and since then. And I opened my first business at 18 and it's just been crazy ever since. So yeah, that's that's kind of my background. And I started DJing in high school, which is a whole different side tangent from my from my business world, but that's been insane. I've blended those two worlds together, which we can talk about if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially in the last couple of episodes, I, I think it was the last episode, actually, I was really talking about taking your passions and learning to profit off of them. So I, you've done really well of yeah. marrying the two of them. And I feel like I, that was really what got you to where you are now. Um, so it, I definitely think that's something that we should talk about. I do want to say before I forget, though, because I'm sure we're going to talk about a bajillion things, is it's so crazy. Well, one, I was thinking about it in the shower, the whole that whole concept of you being in business school or in a college class for a business class and the person teaching it has never even owned a business. Like there's so many things wrong with that picture, but I'm also not surprised. And two, just you getting to see both sides of the spectrum with your mom in corporate America and then your dad having his own business. But I feel like we're in very similar journeys in the sense of I took over my my family's rental property business. And for years, I mean, I was doing my own thing, but I saw where my dad wasn't scaling. I saw where my parents were not growing it in a way that they should have and could have. And now I get to do that. So it's kind of like we saw what they did and learned from their wins and their mistakes. And then now we have the chance to go do something really awesome with it. That's incredible. I'm so proud of you too. Like the real estate thing is something I've been so passionate about lately as well. So I've been watching you um, and you, and you're doing short-term rentals, right? With Airbnb. Yeah. So it's pretty much vacation rentals. And initially, like, for example, they were doing, um, 
So it can hold 60 people. There's three giant buildings that can hold 60 people. And it was broken down into levels, like every level, every one small rental. Whereas in the last couple of years, which was great, they turned it into larger, like family get-togethers, group get-togethers, that kind of thing, which is far more profitable and has now made us um, around the uh, like year-round, which has been great. And then I actually had my wedding there. My dad built like a wedding venue essentially. And now my next step is like, turn this into a place where people have weddings. Like it's set up for it. So it's just, we both have that similar mind of like, where else can we go? Where else can we make money? Where else can we advance? And that's what I love to show the listeners is you can make anything out of anything. (laughs) It's, it's such a crazy dynamic too, because when, when people receive things from their parents, right? Like, like you have received a great opportunity Mm -hmm. from your parents to, to take this and run. And, um, I know some people that would say that maybe they're less fortunate, right? And what's interesting with that is I've used the fact that it, I I may not be have I may not be as fortunate as other people that I know. However, the things that I'm growing in my lifetime that have been handed down for me from my parents or similarly like mm-hmm. you are with the, your properties there gives you a driving factor to almost leave a legacy for the Big people time. that, you know, your family, mm-hmm. right? So it gives you more purpose and a higher purpose. So for me, I mean, everything that I'm growing right now is in the forefront that one day I'm going to be able to leave a legacy mm-hmm. to Full somebody else. And it's yeah. just such a driving factor for me too. So I think that, um, you know, you're extremely fortunate to be able to receive that from your parents. And I've received things from my parents and maybe there's listeners that haven't received anything from their, their families, right. Uh, to grow. And I, I think that it should just be that much more of a driving factor to build something of their own, to eventually give to somebody else because magic can happen when that, when, when you can get Absolutely. It, you know? And I think you're so spot on. I think there's probably some people, especially when you haven't really worked on personal development as much who might be hearing that and saying, well, I didn't get anything or you're lucky or lucky one because you were given something. You can make anything out of whatever circumstance you're in. And it's completely up to you if you're going to run with it or if you're going to wallow in a hole of pity. Like it's just, it has a paradigm. Absolutely. You just have to, you can make something out of whatever your cards are that you're dealt with right now. It's just expanding. And maybe even if, and we're going to touch on this later, but like for me, it was getting coaches. Uh, that was a huge thing for me and in, in expanding my thought and getting out of like a small mindset or like a limited mindset. Maybe you people can't see another way out right now. Maybe people can't see a big picture, but they can eventually if they choose to make that change. I, I am proud to see where you're going mm-hmm. with your Airbnb business. And I think that it's a journey everybody should follow. Real estate right now, I mean, this this episode is about money, right? So um, I've, I've been fortunate throughout my business ventures to, to, to accumulate and make some money for myself. Mm-hmm. So, but what's really shifted, um, my mindset and what I want to do with my money is realizing that passive income, once you can start to grow, it is the most important thing on earth. So real estate is what I've shifted my, my income towards yeah. to generate more passive income. So it's, um, I mean, money, money is, uh, it's, it's interesting the amount of money you can make when you know what to do with the money you have. So I, I think we should dive into that a little bit too later. Heck yeah, totally all for that. Um, okay, I would love to, while we're on the sense of like your backstory, I would love to hear about the DJing aspect. I honestly, some people hearing this might have no idea what we're talking about, but I had no idea that you sold venue as well. So just anything yeah. about like how it started, where it got to, and where you are now in the DJing aspect, because I know that that's still a huge portion of your life, obviously. Huge. Yeah. So um, long story short, guys, when I was ending high school, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. My mom wanted me to go to college and I was really, really pushing back on it. I ended up succumbing to her, like I told you, and went for business. But in the meantime, I, I kind of had a side hustle. In high school, I started a wild radio club. I was DJing in high schools, playing music in the school cafeteria off a dusty <laughs> Dell laptop. I love this had so like much. 15, yeah, like 15 songs on it. <laughs> and it was it was epic, right? And then eventually we started playing the home homecoming dance and so on and so forth. But my business teacher... So much shout out and credit to him. His name is Jeff Toy. He started a company mm-hmm. called Toy Brothers Entertainment, mm-hmm. major plug for them. And I was the first DJ that they ever hired. 
So from there, I was DJing for his company while I was still in school. And then I went to college and I just loved music so much that I really never gave up the side hustle of like making money DJing for Jeff. And uh, I ended up getting an internship. This was the only amazing thing that college gave me. I needed, in order for me to get an internship at the radio station, it needed to come from college. So it was a college internship. So because I went to school for one semester, I got an internship at the local radio station, which was KISS 98.5 here in Buffalo, New York. And uh, after my internship ended, I just kept showing up. I was like that annoying kid that just kept showing up to the radio (laughs) station. Of course you were. I was like, what can I do today, guys? And they're like, yeah, you know, go pick up our pizza or something. It was just like stupid stuff. They weren't paying me. And then one day I came in and Sue O'Neill, she's, you know, she was the program director over there. And she told me, she's like, you got 60 days. We're going to give you a radio show. So that was really the shift for for me to be like a basement DJ is what they call it to being, you know, DJing on the radio. From then I started doing nightclubs and, um, I got really into business still. So enter I myself into cooking. the picture. Yeah, literally. That's where I met Deanna, right? So we're down, we're down in the bars meeting Deanna. Deanna was a rock star bartender. She was bringing in so many people. And so I, uh, I started following a lot of these like personal development coaches, which is what you just briefly touched on. And um, someone who really, and I'm sure there's tons of people that listen to this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's just like all over the internet. Gary V, I bought a ticket to go and see him in Columbus, Ohio. And I just got done DJing a wedding. I was going to drive four hours over there, check into a hotel and go to his conference the, the day after. And I bought the VIP ticket and I went to the VIP party after his keynote speech he gave. And there was a DJ booth that was set up mm. and the DJ never showed up to play the after party. And I had my gear in the car. Stop. You kidding me? Stop. So I went up to this woman, she had head, she had headset on and I was like, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm like, this is, this is what I do for a living. I just got done DJing a wedding. I'm like, where's the DJ? She goes, the DJ company never showed up. And I was like, tag me in. I was like, and like, you got to have the courage to get I out of your comfort chills. zone. Like, what would have, what would have happened if I never spoke to that woman? Right. It's like my life would be totally different than it is now. That woman was uh, an events coordinator for Success Magazine. And from there, she's, I crushed that after party. They were like, you want to go do this, this same event in San Diego in two weeks? I was like, hell yeah. Sign me up, right? So since then, that was seven years ago. And now I've branded this entire global brand, the world's corporate DJs, which is an umbrella from my company, Young and Focused. And I've done 99 flights this year. DJing large scale corporate events all over the world. Wow. So it's like, yeah. And it, it, it's really like right time, right place, the, the forward site to see the opportunity and to just seize the moment. Right. So like so many people like don't shoot their shot as stupid as it is. Like just shoot your shot. What's going to happen? The, the worst is no, exactly. And it, thankfully we'll, we'll never have to know what would have happened if you didn't do that. But it just drives home a point that I make so often that it's all about putting yourself out there and the connections that you make. And you'll get somewhere by that eventually. Some door, some opportunity is going to present yourself at some point in time if you continue to do that over and over and over. The crazy part is too, like 99% of the people you know have an opportunity for you somewhere, whether it's it's very, very minuscule or it it could lead to something bigger, right? So for the people that are watching right now, the network in your life, whether it's very small or big, if you have goals for the new year, you need to first and foremost, just write them down because mm-hmm. I always preach like you need to write your goals down. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, a, a, par- a party without a cake is just a meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you need to write your goals down yeah. and then just act on them. Send that text to somebody, tell somebody what you want to do. Somebody out there can help you literally today achieve something. So if you're, if you're watching right now and you have a goal, write it down stick it somewhere where you're going to look at it every single day and send the text, make the phone call and build a plan. My whole business model that I, when I build my businesses, I do something called reverse thinking. So I think about what I want to have, right? This building I'm sitting in right now is a prime example Mm. of this. Okay. I'm sitting inside of a 72 unit apartment building that I acquired last year, July 27th of 2021. And I drove past this building for two years prior. I said, I want this building. I want this building. I want this building. I knew, I knew who owned the building. I knew, but how was I going to get it? Mm. 
So I thought to myself, I'm like, what would my life be like with this building? And what are the steps that I would need to take to get the building? And I would think backwards to where I was driving by in the car. And I had the entire plan. I had the whole plan laid out. All I needed to do was execute it. Wow. And when you have the plan, you write it out and you execute the plan, you get the result. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's road bumps along the way and there's pushback. You know, I had financing, you know, trying to find financing, uh, talking to multiple banks, getting told no. I mean, there's definitely obstacles. Yeah. But once I knew I needed to find financing and that was one of my steps. So it's just, you know what you need to achieve, build the plan out and then work yourself towards it and you, you get it done. You just get it done and be consistent. Don't stop. It, so yeah. It goes for everything in life. Literally everything. And I was going to say, stay consistent and you beat me to it and ha- learn the ability to pivot. Like you said, things are going to come up. That's just part of it. That's part of life. Life. It doesn't yeah. matter how much money you ever have in your life. There's always going to be things that come up. So pivoting is such an important skill. I'm like literally just cold chills after cold chills. Like I know you, I know your story, but hearing like the bits and pieces, like I guess you never really take the time to think of like being in that moment of like all the things that took to get there and be there. I also just want to share this because it's really funny. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I don't even remember what it was called, but there was a brief time when I'm assuming it was network marketing. I didn't even know what network marketing was at the time. When you were, um, I think you were selling like energy drinks. Vima. Yeah. Shout out BK Bareko. He was the CEO <laughs> of Vima. He's amazing. He's still, he's one of my great friends. Though. That's amazing. Like I literally just had it pop in my head. I remember when you got like a meeting of all of us together and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to do this because I was working at Applebee's at the time. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I can sell it to Applebee's so they can stock it at their bar. Like so funny yeah. because things have come. Now I'm in network marketing as a network marketing professional doing very well for myself. Like the greatest industry on, on, on earth. Genius. It honestly is. Absolutely yeah. genius. I, I just talked about this. If especially for people, if they know they want more, but they don't know what they have to offer or they don't know, like they don't right. have a specific passion, it is such a vehicle to to become whatever you want it to be. And you learn your passions along the way, you learn your strengths right. along the way, you learn what you do want once you get yourself. Yeah, such a great industry. It really is. But I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know, the, when I, when I was involved in network marketing years and years and years ago, the amount of knowledge that I learned from just being involved in that business model has substantially changed my life in its entirety. So it's like, and now I see so many other companies too, like with my direct TV bill here, if I, you know, give five leads over to direct TV, I'm going to get my bill like for free. It's like, so, so many companies shifting towards affiliate marketing and it's just such a great business model. So it, it, it's, it sucks on the flip side that because of the previous generations involved in network marketing, it has created a, a bad taste in a lot of people's Absolutely. mouths. But I am a full believer that over the course of the next, you know, maybe 10 years or so, as the business models start to get better, as the comp- compensation models evolve, mm-hmm. as the products get better, because the products now that are coming out exclusively for only, you know, direct sales companies are 10 times better than anything you can get on the shelf. 100%. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that the industry as a whole is naturally going to save itself, especially with people's minds like your, yours and mine, as we can just shed light on the industry as a whole. I think it's great. I'm pretty sure this could, I think it's by like 2025, there's going to be one person in every household doing network marketing. Like it's an exploding industry. And I think like you said, it is sad that there's, there is a bad taste in some people's mouths about it because it was like, it was such a good thing, but no one knew what to do with it. No one knew how to do it properly. So it like stained it, but the business etiquette is there now and the expansion is there and people are learning the right way to do business. And that's exactly why I love network marketing and we can move on after this, but because it is essentially a business, like an actual business on training reels with low risk. So you figure it out and you figure out like, this is how you run a business. Then you go do what it is that you do love. You take that to do the thing that you're super passionate about. I could talk to you about two hours (laughs) of network marketing. Uh, Like I I honestly could do a deep dive on it. We can do this again sometime. Yeah. We should just, we should just do a a network marketing direct sales deep dive for those that are thinking about building residual income. I'm not, I haven't been involved in a direct sales company as a distributor since like 2000 and I think 10 it was or 11, 12, maybe when probably 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, the amount of knowledge and, and corporate owners that I've met and people that are making substantial money is just mind blowing. But talk about pivot kings, right? You want to talk about money. In 2020, when the world literally shut down, the direct sales industry exploded because people feel realized that they could they could make more money at home than they're making on their jobs doing what they're already doing, right? Mm -hmm. Amazon just rolled out with an affiliate program. You can shop through someone's Amazon link for the products that they advise or that they love, right? I just, I'm sure I you just do that, got right? that, yeah. Okay, like there's massive companies that are duplicating these companies' business models. And it's just mind-blowing to me that these that it's just catching on for people. So mm -hmm. if, uh, if you're not involved in direct sales, find a product that you like, sign up and just start using the product. It'll grow. You'll end up making your phone bill every single month and it starts paying for itself. You know, literally like offset something small. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I actually, and two, I, I've said this before on any note, I don't care what, what business you're doing, but because of the market right now, it's like, I think it's $5,600 a year every household needs just to maintain the lifestyle they had last year. Wow. So if people don't know where to create income from, they don't see like, I don't have an outlet right now. I'm not getting paid more at my my corporate, corporate job, whatever. Network marketing is such an easy way to add in a couple yeah. hundred, but it's like 400 bucks a month, I think is what that breaks down to. Wow. Like it's, it's yeah, just, simple. yeah, so simple. Cool. But yeah. Okay. So moving on, um, I would love to hear, I always like to do something like this. What were some of the biggest obstacles and hurdles that you went through? Wow. There's so many that come to mind. So, um, one of my big obstacles was my father's health, which I, I, I don't, again, I could talk to for a very long time, but family is very important to me. And um, having the desire to give back to my family for what they've given me. When I was born, my parents couldn't even afford diapers for me. So this episode's about money. I mean, my parents had none. And for now, I mean, one of my life missions is to just provide and give back to them. So I think that, you know, watching their struggles um, hurt me. It was, it, was, it was an obstacle at some point because what happens in the household affects everybody, right? So you know, watching my parents go through that. And my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He was on his deathbed multiple times and he's doing great now, which so uh, is incredible. But it, it was a huge setback for all, for my entire household, my entire family. Mm -hmm. So that was the one thing. Um, other than that, I mean, I feel like challenges, I don't view them as hardship. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what makes me uh, like a psycho robot because- <laughs> When people ask me about <laughs> my hardships, I got a flat tire on the side of the road the other day and I just laughed my ass off. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like nothing is like a struggle yeah. to me. It doesn't ruin my day. Every day I wake up, I'm just happy to be vertical. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. I, I mean, have I had tough times? Yeah. I mean, I, I owned a nightclub downtown on Chippewa, which you know about, and I had a giant falling out with my partners and I sold the bar. It's, but would I consider that a tough time? No, I think that it's improved my quality of life. I couldn't be more grateful for it. So I just, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I keep a rolling note and I write everything on paper. If I showed you my garbage bin over here, you'd laugh at me. But I have a rolling note in my um, binder over here of all my goals and all of my challenges and um, things that I want to accomplish and my accomplish list is just so long of like things that I want to get done. And people look at them, they're like, how are you going to get this done? <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, we're going to get yeah. it done. But shouldn't this be under the challenge list? I'm like, no, this is under the accomplish list. We're just going to knock it off the list. Like it's just not a big deal once you have the paradigm shift. So I don't necessarily think that I've, I've had a lot of challenges. I've been grateful that I'm in good health. I'm fortunate that I'm in good health. Um, and I'm just thankful for that. I mean, that's the biggest thing, health and family for me. I love that so much because that's the same person I knew 10 years ago or however, you know what I mean? Like you have not changed, even though obviously your success has skyrocketed. And those are the people, the people like that who are going to be successful in the long run because money isn't going to make you happy. Money is going to give you freedom. It's going to give you the, the ability Absolutely. to go do the things you want to do. 
but it's the little things that actually bring you real happiness. It's the core values that are actually, that's what makes you rich in life. Not just like, yeah, money's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I would rather have my problems and have money than <laughs> not have money and have my problems. But just knowing that one, everything is a lesson. So anything that you come up against, you're not going to, like you just said, you don't view it as right. it's a huge setback. You just figure it out, you move on. And two, your core values are aligned and right where they should be. And I think that's such a big lesson for a lot of people because we are in, especially now, I feel like we're in such a society of looking for external gratification, looking for external means, and we have completely shifted away from the things that actually matter. I lost my dad. I get that. Like I, I, I know. know how important family is and I know um, how crappy it is when it's gone. So we need to find a way to find that balance of striving for the things that we want, but never forgetting to be grateful for the things that are most important. Right. I always try and find the good in every, every situation. You know what I mean? Every bad situation, the worst situation on earth I'm finding the one thing that could potentially be good in that situation. Even if you're rock bottom, right? Mm -hmm. The good part is you're rock bottom. Doesn't get much lower than that. You know what I mean? Like you're rock bottom. Yeah. That's the only good part. There's only one way to go. It's up. Focus on the good. Focus on the good and it's going to get better always. And it's so easy to say until you're like really in a shitty spot mm -hmm. and it feels like your world is ending. But there's so much to learn from that feeling and there's... I don't know. There's good literally in everything I've learned. So I think too, um, the good has, or the bad has its place. The pain has its place. The hardships have their place because without them, we wouldn't value the good times. <laughs> like we would know nothing about how good something is unless you know how bad it can be. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you know, one of the analogies I always speak on that is because, you know, we're, we're from Buffalo, New York and people always ask me, they're like, you know, how, how come you're not living on your boat down in Florida, <laughs> right? I would be. Like people ask all the time. Yeah, but you know what about that is like in Buffalo, we get to experience different seasons. Mm -hmm. So here's my analogy. The people that live in Florida 365 days out of the year, they're the ones with seasonal depression. I'm, I'm almost sure of it. And like, yeah, there's going to be people that say it otherwise, but when it's sunny out in Buffalo and the weather is beautiful, like we are outside taking full advantage of it because we've seen yeah. the shit weather. Mm -hmm. We've seen the snow. So it's almost like, <laughs> it, it, just to bring me back to what you were saying, like you appreciate the good when you've had the bad. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in Buffalo, just to, on that analogy, we appreciate the sunshine when we have the snow. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we live that up here, which kind of makes me, I don't know. People that have the sunshine 365 days a year don't appreciate it when they don't have it. I was it. just listening to a podcast. Yes, I don't even know what it was. I think I was like letting it just like go flow through as I was working throughout the day. And it was talking about how people in Florida are always complain, like the people who live there, like the residents are always complaining about how hot and sunny it is. How hot it is. And I'm is. like, right. one, what's wrong with you? And two, it makes total sense to what you just said, because they don't know any different. It's all they know. It's like the same thing over right. and over again. So they lose that appreciation for how amazing they have it. Absolutely. It gets lost. They have it every single day. And that that happens to people that are that have grown up with significant wealth. I know people that uh, like kids of very wealthy people. They they don't know how good they have yeah. it because that's their norm, mm -hmm. right? And then people that come from nothing that grow their own wealth know the value of a dollar and they cherish it differently and they do different things with it. So I, I it's it's all about how <laughs> how you and how you. I don't even really know what I'm trying to say. It's just like if. When you're seasoned to it, you you think of it differently. So I've never really. This is such no. a grand thought, and I don't know. It just came to me in like a weird way, and I this might be kind of morbid, but I almost feel like this is why bad things are allowed to happen, like in just like a grand scheme, because so much goodness comes from the hardship and the lesson and the healing and the grieving process and the and the when you go through something bad, then you learn how to help other people get through it. It's like you can reach back and help Absolutely. so many other people, which exactly like what you're doing for just taking it another direction, how you're doing with your rental properties and how you're passionate about helping the elderly to live better and, you know, be taken care of. Something yeah. that you're passionate about is in turn going to help so many. It's like a ripple effect. You're going to be able to help right. so many people and touch so many lives because there is something on your heart because of hardships that you and your family experience. Like beauty comes yeah. from yeah. the darkness. 
You you know what, Dan? I, I think what's unique about, you know, people with your mindset and people that share those, you know, elements like myself and probably a handful of other people that you've had on the podcast is that we're realists, right? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that we can turn a bad situation into a good thing is is a skill set. It's a mind shift. Mm-hmm. It's a paradigm shift. It's not something you can just decide to do. You can decide to start thinking differently, mm-hmm. right? But you really need to change your mindset. So this is this is the re- this is the reality, right? Something is something bad is going to happen to mm-hmm. you, right? It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's it's inevitable yeah. though. It's going to happen mm-hmm. to you. You need to. Now make a decision on how you're going to handle it when it does. Yeah. If not, it'll break you. <laughs> or it'll break you, right? So, I mean, for anybody and everybody out there that 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 goes through the day not realizing for one how precious time is, time freedom mm-hmm. is more precious than time itself, yeah. right? Because too many people spend their time doing things that they don't like doing. Yep. And Financial freedom is also a huge role in that mm-hmm. since this episode is about money. Mm-hmm. Love talking about money. <laughs> and how you are going to react when something bad happens are like the three biggest elements in life. I so, preach about this all the time. It's something that I've been saying for years now when I talk about anything that I'm doing in coaching, in network marketing, in personal training, anything, in every aspect of my life. These Three words. Three? Yeah. Prepare for impact. It's it's coming. It's inevitable. Like you just said, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. There's the people yeah. that stick their head in the sand and pretend nothing's ever going to happen. And then when it happens, they're blindsided by a Mack truck. Or there's the people yeah. that, you know, this is really shitty, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to find the blessing in it and I'm going to make something out of it. Those are, those are yeah. the two kind of people right. that there are. I love that. Mm-hmm. You got to prepare for impact. Yeah. Feel free to use that. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to make a young and focused t-shirt that says prepare for impact. I will be. Can you make it? And then can I have one? And then I will promote it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Done deal. <laughs> I still wear, I have one of your hoodies and I'm really upset. It's like a zip up hoodie. Um, I must have been cleaning it with like bleach on the cl- counter and like at the counter level, there's bleach all over the hoodie. I still wear it all the time. I'll, I'll send you another one. I, I, I got so Fantastic. I, I appreciate that. Um, okay. No, do you, if you have something, you jump in. I just have to plug Young and Focus quick since people are watching the power like, what the hell is that? Young and Focus is a lifestyle brand that I made in 2014. I'm branding young entrepreneurs, people with like-minded mindsets to rally together, to go to war for each other's dreams and goals. Mm. I think it's important that people back others. I wish that there was a holiday. I just saw this meme the other day, like a business opening holiday, like where people all go yeah. and just spend money at their friends' businesses. Like It's important to me right? Like instead of baby showers, let's do a business shower. Like let's get this shit done. So like, um, yeah, if you are a entrepreneur and the word young isn't about an age, it's about a mindset. I mean, you have to maintain a youthful mindset throughout your entire life. The second you think you're old, you're going to start acting old. And I guarantee your life is going to like be shortened by like 20 years. (laughs) So you got to stay young in the mind. It's all about young and focused. Um, so if you are somebody that has a business or a youthful mindset or you're entrepreneurial focused, you need to slide into my DMS and tell me all about yourself because I'd love to send you some merch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been around since the conception of that. So I fully stand behind it. And also if you ever do like, I don't know if you do anything like this, but if you ever do like events or like speaking things, anything like that, I would love to be involved. Um, just throwing that out there. But on that note, I would love to spin into, because we've talked so much about mindset and personal development, which obviously totally, totally goes hand in hand with money. Um, I'd love to talk about coaching. What is it? How important do you find coaching? Are are you currently doing oh any coaching? Are you I would just love to kind of look at that side of of money. Yeah, so um I'm a firm believer that too that like if you have a million dollar annual goal, like you want you want to be a millionaire. Let's just let's just dumb this down and talk about mm-hmm. it. You want to be a millionaire? I am a firm believer that you are incapable of being a millionaire until you have a million dollar mindset. If you want to make $100,000 a year and you don't have a $100,000 a year mindset, you are incapable of earning $100,000 a year. So, I mean, it's all about growing yourself to that level. As far as coaching goes, I've been extremely fortunate in that realm of things because my line of work now is I DJ large-scale corporate events for some of the biggest and 
badass coach coaches out there. You know, I'm, I'm with Mel Robbins and I just got off of a Tony Robbins event and, you know, I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to sit there and listen to these people shed knowledge, you know, into my brain. They're just jamming it in there, spiking a hammer. So it's, it, yeah. Talk about coaches. I mean, some of the best are out there and all this knowledge is out there for free. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So Instead of listening to the to the Drake album, I mean, hop on YouTube and listen to something that's going to actually feed your brain mm-hmm. with knowledge that you're going to use to hit your goal. You want to be a hundred thousand dollar a year earner? You better grow your brain to be a hundred thousand dollar a year earner because the knowledge is out there. I'm telling you, you're not going to get it from the Two Chains album. It's just not. <laughs> and I love music. I'll say it. Yeah. But it's just it's it's not that's not where you need to be spending your brain power. So you got you got to find a coach. You got to do the personal development. You got to put the time in. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly know that I would not be where I'm at and I will not, I wouldn't have ended up as far as I will be if it wasn't for personal development. When I think back, I used to be a very negative person. Like it was very, even in the time that I really know you, like I really look back and it wasn't like I was a negative person because I've always been an overall bubbly person. But like every little thing that happened, it was like, woe is me. Like it was like putting the control, like, yeah. like uh, letting other people have the control versus one day I realized I'm in control and I get to choose yeah. the the way this is going to play out and pan out. And so much of that really came from personal development. You don't know what you don't know. Otherwise, you're stuck in in survival mode versus being able to switch into thriving mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been through some shit, Deanna. I, I, I remember, you know, the amount of and, – and I don't know – what you talk Everything. about. You know, There's nothing that I haven't yeah. talked about. So I feel like I know where you're going and you're welcome to, but yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I feel like now half of that stuff that you've been through wouldn't even phase you. Literally it wouldn't. It really would not. One, I would never be in a situation for those things to happen. Like it just wouldn't happen. I would never yeah. ever again in my life be in a position where those things would happen, but it really wouldn't phase me. And also I finally yeah. even shifted even further, which is such a it's so freeing being able to be to a point of when I see people who are doing shitty things to other people, it has nothing to do with me. This is a you problem. Like, and I feel bad yeah. for you. Like, I truly hope you get right. it together. Like people who hurt people are just hurting. That's it. And um, I think when you get to a point of being able to free to be free from that, that is priceless. Have you ever read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? I've started it. I have not finished it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. it's a good read for your listeners that are out there. If you're you're listening, <laughs> it's I literally I have so many books next to me. And I'll see a book and I'm like, I need it. I'm going to read it, and then I start it, and I'm like, wait, I should probably finish that last book. And I just like I'm like <laughs> cycling between five books at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> I'd like to shift into, uh, I, and I know this is your podcast, but I, I would like to shift into, um, you know, some money move stuff since this episode is about you know money. I mean, th- the the actual accumulation of money. I mean, do you ever talk to people about what to do with money or how to invest money? Or- Not investing so much. I haven't really... Literally, the last episode was just about like ideas on how you can actually start making more money from any aspect, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just started talking about that. But no, I have not talked about investing by any means. So feel free to talk about that. Talk about rentals, whatever you want. Um, so what, what I will say is this. So Money, right? Everybody wants to make some money. Mm-hmm. And money is not uh, the end all to happiness. It doesn't make you happy. Yeah. Um, and my analogy is this, and I've kind of shifted a little bit. I Have you ever seen a homeless person on a jet ski not smile, right? <laughs> like that, that, someone said that to me once, right? They were like, because I told him, I was a super wealthy guy. I was like, money, money doesn't make you happy. And he was just flaunting. He had his Rolex on and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yes, it does. Have you ever seen a homeless man on a jet ski not smile? And I'm like, you're right. That's probably probably accurate. He probably is smiling on the jet ski, right? But it's extreme temporary fulfillment. The dude's going to get off the jet ski. And at the end of the day, he's going to be sad again. He's going to be miserable again. So like, what fulfills you more is is not money. It's, it's just not. And the, like, he, the guy's started thinking again to come up with a comeback, but money does not make you happy. So for those that are trying to, to make money, this is what I tell them. This is my advice for you. There's five categories, right? Financial wealth, social wealth, time wealth, physical wealth, and mental wealth. Those are the five. 
break those all down, financial wealth, how much money can you make, how fat's your bank account, how much financial freedom can you have, social wealth. If you have a lot of social wealth, that means you have a lot of social freedom, right? Uh, time freedom. You get to go out. You have a lot of status. You got the Rolex. You got the nice car. You got the house. Okay. Time wealth is your freedom. How much free time do you have where you don't have to clock in, clock out? It's pretty valuable. Your physical wealth is how how physically fit are you, right? Are you uh, are, are you in good health? Your skin complexion good? You take care of yourself. You get your hair cut, like nice things. Are you healthy? And then your mental wealth is, you know, I, I, I think your mental wealth would be classified as happiness, right? Are you mentally fit? Do you feel good? Are you okay? That's what I always ask people. Are you okay when I ask them that? I'm talking about their mental health. So when it comes to getting a job or trying to earn money, you need to be extremely wary of people that lure you with the one, the first and the second thing that I talked about. Jobs always try and bribe you with financial wealth and social wealth, the status. You're going to be able to afford the nice car. You're going to be able to afford the nice house. You're going to have you know, the $100,000 a year income. But those jobs mostly always will rob you from three, four, and five. Your time wealth, your physical wealth, and your mental wealth. So um, how can you build a life that encompasses all five of those things? That's the goal. So you need to audit your moves based on those five categories. And I try and always audit my move on those five categories. I want to have the physical, the uh, financial wealth. I want to have the money. I want to have the social wealth. Yeah, I like nice things. I want to have the time freedom, the physical wealth. I want to have time to take care of myself, you know, and I want to be mentally okay. So I think that you need to... Um, audit those five things when you're trying to build money for yourself because it is detrimental to be robbed of your time, your physical well-being, and your mental health. And I think if you don't have all of those in check, it's like a car that loses a tire. Eventually, it can't go any further. Like They're all so important. Yeah. They all hold their own extreme importance. So you can right. only go so far before you burn out not having each of those things. Yeah. And, and, and diversifying how you make money too, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, COVID scared the shit out of me because my entire life shut down. That's that's why I planned this apartment building that I'm in now. When, when COVID shut down, my DJ company came to a screeching halt. Mm. I went from doing 100 flights a year to zero. The bar I owned was completely shut down with the bills just racking up multiple hundreds of thousand dollars in bills that needed to be paid. And I had no income. Wow. I wasn't in direct sales. I had no income. Luckily enough, I was sitting on a bank account where I had funds to get me through the year. But talk about pivoting. I mean, people joke. They're like, you have a face for radio, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I called my corporate clients. I was like, listen, guys, I'm like, we still got to do events. How can we still do events? Like, the world is going to shift virtual. I, I'm going to build a virtual studio in my garage. And I'm, I'm going to buy cameras and I'm going to buy lights and I'm going to buy microphones and we're going to build a virtual studio in the garage and I'm going to host all your corporate events. I'm going to DJ all your corporate events from my, from home. And I pivoted my comp, my DJ company. I was DJing events for 30,000 people out of my garage That's incredible. at my house for companies that were paying me. I, I did not take a financial hit in my corporate, in my corporate DJ world when the world shut down after I pivoted and started selling myself. We, I didn't take a financial hit at all. Good for you. That's crazy. It's just all about how, like, what, what can you do to pivot? And again, it's, it's it that mindset. Great. It's just that mindset. Yeah. At, when that, I had literally just left corporate America. I made the decision to quit forever two weeks prior to the shutdown. <laughs> so talk about shitting your pants when that happened. Wow. I was like, what did I just do? I have no backup. Um, was I, and I was just, I got pregnant a couple months later. So I was like, this is a freaking nightmare. But my network marketing explode to this day, like that. That was the it exploded, and since then, that's where it took off. Was because wow. people were working from home, and everyone was like, "What do I do? I'm losing money. I might get fired. Whatever." It created yeah. that opportunity, and since then, I've realized the value in one pivoting, obviously, but two, what can you create? Make sure that no matter the market, the the situation in person, whatever always be able to diversify your income, like find a way to make sure your money is coming in from some direction, no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. 
there's there's too many people out there that are unsure about what they want to do or like what hobby they have. You know what I mean? It's like I I have a friend, I ask him, I say, What what do you want to do? And he goes, I don't know. He's 30. I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, what do you like? You know, I I don't really know what I like. I'm like, you could be the best guitarist on earth, but you've never picked up a guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're either not doing enough, mm-hmm. you're not trying enough things, or, or or you're just simply complacent and lazy. And it's like I like to hold all my friends accountable, right? Like that's that's just part of what I do. I think that's what friends should Absolutely. do. I think if your friends aren't if your friends aren't real with you, they're not telling you when you're dropping the ball, they're not holding you accountable. I don't really even think that they're your friends. Sometimes tough love is the best love you can give somebody. Absolutely. And like, yeah. So, I mean, I love my friends when they call me on my shit. And like I call my friends on their shit. I hold them accountable. Those are real they friends. need me in their life. I need them in their yeah, you know? So my friend that's like this, just the end of this year, I told him, I'm like, you need to start trying things immediately mm-hmm. because like you cannot work this part-time job, dude, you're 30 years old. You can't work this part-time job anymore. I love you to death, but like you could be really good at something and you just haven't even tried it yet. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my advice right now. Like if you want to make money and you don't know what you're trying to do, you need to start trying things. Give it seven days. All the things. All the things, literally all of the things. I don't even care if you don't have an interest in it. You might not even like it. Deanna, I never knew. I never knew how much I love tools. I'm on like a DeWalt tool kick right now. Like <laughs> That makes total sense even, to me. You're always doing stuff in your garage. Yeah, I know. But like I, I bought, my dad gifted me an impact, a DeWalt impact. I should go get it just for this video right here. This is... <laughs> I used my DeWalt toolkit for the first time since he gifted it to me two years ago. Like, I mean, you, this is going to sound ridiculous. Like, yeah, I've used an impact and a screwdriver to like do shit. But like, there was something about using my own tool to accomplish a task. And, you like, look like a mafia guy right now. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, now I'm like addicted to tools. I'm like growing my tool collection because like, I'm into it. I'm, I'm like into it. Right. So like, it could be something so simple. I don't know. I just always use, use the guitar analogy. I have a question then out of curiosity because there's something that I've been talking about and I'm wondering if it's gonna. this is going to prove it in a way. Did you enjoy playing with tools as a child? Like were you helping your, I don't know, maybe no. your dad do something? You didn't. No. Like I watched my dad. My dad owns a small boat business. He's a mechanic. I have little interest. I have more interest now than I did maybe five years ago because I'm becoming more handy. Yeah. Owning this apartment building has has made me even more handier. You have no choice. (laughs) I have no choice, yeah. But watching my dad grow up, he's been a mechanic, right? Dad, I need my oil change. Can you help me? And like, yeah, I'll hand him tools, but like he's doing it, you know? And part of my goal is to take the workload off of my family. So like now I want to change my own oil. I want to learn how to do the things that my dad has done for me. So when I was a kid, I didn't like playing around with tools at all. Like I grew up with it. Yeah. And, um, I, I didn't have any interest in my, my father's business really. And now I'm all about it. I love that. Like I want to learn how to do all the things he, he can do. Well, and they're like priceless memories. Such, so yeah. And like, I'm really captivating it now. Like I, I want to spend every minute with them doing things that they know how to do. Like give me all the knowledge now, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like while you're still with me, I'm so fortunate to have him still with me, my mom to have her still with me. Mm-hmm. Give me everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm like a sponge, mm. dude. I'm just like, it's crazy. Like I could sit in school and listen to a math professor talk to me about Pythagorean's theorem. I'm not going to remember anything they say. Absolutely not. I'm going to listen to my mom talk about QuickBooks or like something that she was good at. And like, I'm going to learn everything. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. So it's priceless. I only ask that because yeah. I've. One thing that I recently learned that I've been doing with my clients is if they have a zero idea what they want to do or a zero passion, or even if I'm like, you just need to find something that brings you joy, even start a hobby. I always, I bring it back now to what did you enjoy doing as a child? Did you like drawing? Did you like painting? Did you like singing? Did you like dancing? Whatever it is, because there's a good chance that that's going to like jumpstart something for you. Yeah, that's, that's a good fact. You know, I mean, thinking back to like what I liked doing as a kid. I, I always pushed like 
little cars around on the floor with my index finger and I loved riding my bicycle and like now I'm riding Harley Davidson motorcycles. Like I love that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I love working on my own cars now and I am a big car guy, been in the car scene forever. So I think that the things that are instilled in you in a child are definitely still motivational factors in your life that can stem great things. Big time. You know, but yeah, but on the flip side, I mean, there are people that are out there and, and, Maybe it's someone listening that has absolutely no idea what they want to do. Like, just try mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Anything. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. agree more. Anything. And if you hate it, move on. Move on to the next Exactly. Thing. You just won't know until you know, and you need to know in order to find yeah. something. <laughs> and then the question after is, like, how can you make money on that thing, yep. right? So, like, just using, just using it, this is an analogy, like, maybe your thing is uh, you, like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> this guy, Seth Saunders, loves to paint. Okay. Okay. Seth Saunders made me this. That's amazing. This is this is a palette. Okay. It's called It's Palette Time. <laughs> this is a refurbished palette that he just takes palettes, chops them down, makes them into little frames, and he paints things on them, and he sells them for people. Love that. Right? Like, this dude just likes to paint. And he, I bet, bet one day he had a palette and he was like, I'm going to build something out of this. And now this dude's crushing it. It's just like making palette art. It's like so simple. So like, Pure ingenuity. Yeah, how creative can you be over just doing something that you love? And I, I know, <laughs> I know you can make money doing it. I know you can make money doing it. I tell people that. Absolutely. You can make money doing it. Um, okay. Before we wrap up. If you could give me, it can be more than one if you need to, but if you could give one piece of advice to anybody who is either a starting entrepreneur or a struggling entrepreneur, what is your advice for them? If you're a starting entrepreneur or a new entrepreneur, you need to fail as many times as you can and then pair that with a little bit of consistency 90 days can change anybody's life. I tell everybody every time, do a 90-day run, do a 90-day run. 90 days, wake up early, go to bed a little bit later, build for 90 days and fail at it. And then do it one more time Mm. and you will see success. So like that's it. New entrepreneurs, all the knowledge is out there for you, whether you're building an e-commerce website, you're trying to sell something on Spotify, you're building a brick and mortar business, whether you want to be a mechanic or work, you know, anything. All the information on how to do it is out there. However, the struggle is going to be the financial in the beginning. It always is. And uh, unless you got a good financial backer, you need to plan how to spend your money, stretch yourself for 90 days, learn good marketing if you're selling something. If you're not selling something, sell yourself. Mm. And in, in an essence, not I'm not talking about physically sell yourself, but you need to sell yes. yourself uh, to people because that's 99% mm-hmm. of it. I mean, people believe in you. People buy I, you. I, I do nothing but sell myself. People 100%. will always buy you. You can have a fantastic product. That's great. But work on you. Yeah. People buy you. There, there's a reason why I opt to go to literally everybody that I give money to over somebody else. And it's probably because of the person I'm giving mm-hmm. it to. So be authentic, fail, learn from your failures and be consistent. And that's the recipe for just success right there. So that's what I got for new entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for everything that you had to share with us today. Is there anything else that you want to bring up or talk about before we wrap up? Oh, I mean, there's there's so many there's so many things. I, I I wish we had more time. I honestly would love to have you on again. Um, at some point, I know how busy we both are, but even just to dive in further because I feel like we could talk about all this forever. I guess that's it. Then let's just do this again. We got to schedule another that one. That sounds good, Ryan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything that you had to share. I know it's going to be just so priceless for all of my listener listeners. I appreciate you and have so much respect for you. So thank you. We'll do this again and uh, just have a great day. Get ready for impact, baby. Yes. Prepare (laughs) for impact. Prepare for impact. Hashtag get happy now. I love that one. (laughs) Get get happy now. Uh, Yes. Empowered (laughs) listeners, I will see you next Monday. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.